Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So everybody's taking the same angle on the big story of the day, which is Putin giving a big speech last night, railing against the West for providing Ukraine with weapons, making a nuclear threat, saying he's calling up 300,000 new troops. And all the headlines or commentary reflects the fact that it's, well, I'll give you the headline from the New York Times, mobilization comes after humiliating losses in Ukraine. Everybody's taking the same angle. He got his ass kicked over the last couple of weeks, like really bad, and he's got no choice. He's either going to, uh, make some sort of weird declaration of victory and pull out, or he's going to double down, and he's apparently de- decided to go with the latter. Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would love to see him utilize some sort of off-ramp, but it uh, does not appear to be in the offing. Uh, Michael, clip 50, if you'd be so kind. This is Russian TV reporting the news. This is not a bluff. The citizens of Russia can be sure that the territorial integrity of our homeland, our independence, and freedom will be ensured. And those who try to blackmail us with nuclear weapons should know that the prevailing winds can turn in their direction. Uh, Absolutely nobody but you has brought up using nuclear weapons, Vlad. But you don't have to tell the truth when you're a dictator. 
Says the New York Times, Putin stopped short of declaring a full national draft, but instead called for a partial mobilization of people with military experience. Yeah, I've seen the videos of you going into prisons and trying to get just random criminals to join your military. So I don't know about the whole military experience thing. Though Moscow's troops have recently suffered humiliating losses on the battlefield, Putin said that Russia's goals in Ukraine have not changed and that the move was necessary and urgent because the West has crossed all lines by providing sophisticated weapons to Ukraine. Uh, This is the desperation of a cornered beast who is uh, fighting for its life. And um, if you've ever been uh, cornered and fighting for your life, either kind of rhetorically or for real, uh, you, you don't think straight. No, indeed. Uh, a couple of angles. Number one, uh, the pooter did say in terms of goals, uh, because, you know, often this speech is about we will protect the integrity of the, the Russia, blah, blah, blah. Nobody's threatening it. Um, but he rec- he said a couple of days ago, our main goal, of course, is taking that Donbass region. You know, maybe that's the uh, the off ramp. You carve him off a little of that and, and let him say he won. But uh, getting back to the nuclear threat thing, he said... To those who allow themselves such statements regarding Russia, I want to remind you that our country also has various means of destruction and for separate components and more modern than those of NATO countries. Uh, and when the territorial integrity of our country is threatened to protect Russia and our people, we will certainly use all the means at our disposal. It's not a bluff. Now, if he were a rational and reasonably straightforward fellow, you might interpret that as saying, uh, look, I realize it's on and we're in a big old fight here, but if any is so much as it makes a noise about taking any Russian territory, we're going to nuke you, which I think would be fine because NATO, uh, and I liked your, your NATO uh, discussion of last hour, um, but NATO has no desire whatsoever to take any Russian territory, no. nor does Ukraine for that matter. No, and we failed to talk yesterday about the big announcement that Several of those regions that have a lot of Russian population there in Ukraine, although they are Ukrainians, they're um, of Russian origin, their families, they speak Russian, a lot of these places. Donetsk, Luhansk, Kherson, all these names that we didn't know before this war started, those regions are going to hold referenda, probably phony, votes to join Russia starting here in a couple of days, according to... Uh, official statements out of Moscow. So they're going to have a big vote and then claim that these places voted to join Russia, so they are now part of Russia. The U.N. has declared that illegal. Zelensky said it's illegal and fanciful. But uh, that's the plan right now, so I think those things go together. That was announced earlier yesterday. Then he gives a speech last night threatening nuclear war, blah, blah, blah. So uh, Zelensky's saying stop the steal. (laughs) You know, that probably didn't help. So this is interesting to me. The fear of that wider mobilization of Russian forces, um, Russian military conscripting uh, reservist civilians and old guys who have some uh, experience, etc. It's reportedly caused a mass exodus of young men fleeing Russia since the announcement. Uh, flights from Russia to countries that do not require visas were completely booked Wednesday, according to the Telegraph UK, uh, in, in a fashion that they normally are not. So you uh, commented several times that there's no interest in NATO taking any Russian territory or attacking it, but some analysts believe this is the game if you put those two announcements yesterday together. 
They're going to have the vote in those regions. It's going to be phony. They're going to announce that the people of Luhansk or wherever these regions voted, and they're now part of Russia. Then, as Ukraine with NATO weapons is fighting in those regions that Putin says is part of Russia, he gets to declare, you are attacking Russia. From the New York Times, pro-Kremlin analysts and officials have said that at that point that he has those votes, any further Ukrainian military action on those territories could be considered an attack on Russia itself. And Putin then did, he nukes them. Good Putin Lord. Did, Putin didn't spell that out, but warned that he was ready to use all of weapons in Russia's arsenal to protect Russian territory. And he's going to call that Russian territory. So that's wow, the that, game. That had escaped going. me. Great yeah, Scott. That, that's that's what the game is. So he's expand. It's kind of like the way China has done with those islands. This is part of China now. Um, he's going to call that part of Russia. And hey, you've just attacked Russia. We have no choice. Wow. Wow. And Too spicy. Joe, Joe Biden, I think this hour, is addressing the U.N. and I'm sure hurriedly changing his speech, or his speechwriters are, in light of Vlad's announcements. And uh, I hope, uh, hope Biden's having a good day in terms of his ability to give a speech, because a good, powerful speech would, would be nice. Well, perhaps he's getting Trump's big old shot in the hiney. They gave him a big fat shot in the ass. and That's the one. Uh, I spoke with the president earlier, Jack, and I'm told that Biden will condemn Putin's naked aggression and make the case that, the, that Russia has violated the U.N.'s core tenets. Quote, according to Jake Sullivan, he'll offer a firm rebuke of Russia's unjust war in Ukraine and make a call to the world to continue to stand against the naked aggression that we've seen these past several months. He will underscore the importance of strengthening the UN and reaffirm, reaffirm core tenets of its charter. Blah, blah, yeah, that blah. Stuff, I, I, you know, maybe that means something. If it does, it's lost on me. I feel like you, you, you could as easily say, eh, we'll pass on the speech, as give that speech and accomplish anything. Now, if he comes out and draws a serious red line, which I think I would be for, but I'm just a I'm just a disc jockey. I don't know what I'm talking about. But I I, I think we need some firm lines here. Say, look, you can't you can't do this, you can't do that. You're not going to use nuclear weapons, you're not going to use chemical weapons in Ukraine or you're at war with NATO. All right? That's the deal. Then we will force y'all out of Ukraine. And we will line up NATO troops on the Ukraine-Russia border till the end of time. If you want that, you know how to get it. Right. I don't know. Now, I promised you this discussion. I'm sorry. Do you have more to say on that topic? Go ahead. I promised you this, so here it is. Uh, Leading expert on Russia's prison system, Olga Romanova, says the Kremlin's latest recruitment tactic in the war on Ukraine is something out of her, quote, worst nightmares. The head of Vladimir Putin's shadowy private army, the Wagner Group, this guy Prigozhin, has been taking trips to Russian prison camps in order to enlist convicted criminals to fight in Ukraine. And according to Romanova, who's dedicated the past 15 years of her life to monitoring Russia's prison population as the head of the organization Russia Behind Bars, she's actually uh, an activist with sympathies toward people who are imprisoned. Okay, keep that in mind. Um, She says the recruitment campaign is targeting some of Russia's, quote, worst criminals. Quoting her, Putin's plan is to recruit at least 50,000 convicts. And Prigozhin, who is an ex-convict himself, has already sent more than 3,000 inmates to Ukraine, including serial murderers, robbers, and at least one cannibal. 
Well, that could explain some of the how you end up with all those torture rooms. I don't know, man. Did you see NBC News last night and Richard Engel no. being led down into the uh, the basement room that they had soundproofed? They had a guy with them who had been rescued. The Ukrainian troops came in as he was being tortured, and the, 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 the torturers just took off running, so he was still alive to tell the story. But they were electrocuting him, and... Uh, and Richard Engel said, what were they trying to get out of you? And he said, I don't know. They would just say, you know what we want. And they would shock him. Oh. And he kept saying, I don't know what you want from me. He's like an auto parts dealer or something. What they want from him is the Ukrainian people to be terrified into submission. Maybe. But if, you, if you're releasing a bunch of murderers and cannibals, they might just be doing it because they enjoy it. Wow. Wow, yeah. And finally, for what it's worth, and I don't know what it's worth, honestly, a Russian megastar's criticism of the war in Ukraine has set off intense reactions on social media, raising the question of whether the singer's disapproving Instagram post might mark a turning point in Russian public opinion. Now, this woman's name means nothing to me, but she is a 70-something legendary entertainer. You know, I was thinking, maybe Aretha Franklin, uh... Barbara Streisand, but she's too controversial. I mean, one of those universally loved figures. Uh, at the risk of br- being branded a traitor, Ala Pugacheva used her famous voice over the weekend to question the seven-month-old war, becoming the most prominent Russian celebrity to do so. Her post described her homeland, which gave her its highest civilian honors, like a Kennedy Center thing, if you will, uh, called her homeland a pariah and said Russian soldiers were dying for illusory goals. She's been among uh, Russia's most popular entertainers for decades, shared her thoughts about Vlad Putin, etc. Um, she's widely admired as when she burst onto Russia's pop scene nearly a half century ago. Older Russians who grew up listening to her music formed Putin's core and have remained largely silent about the war. She's got three and a half million followers. Well, on one hand, uh, anybody mobilizing Russians against Putin is a good thing. On the other hand... I hate to continue to elevate pop stars into mattering what their opinions are on anything. <laughs> I don't want yeah, to catch. I see. I don't want that well, to catch I, hold. I, well, I feel like you're you're missing my point and perhaps under-egging the pudding. Um, yeah, I see your point, and you know, I I realize this is a serious topic, but I find myself wondering if she's ever covered the. La 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 song. <laughs> By the way, there are about two hundred thousand Russian troops in Ukraine. If he actually calls up three hundred or anything close to it, he will double the number of troops that are in Russia or in Ukraine right now. Wow! wow. Literally doubling. Going down. with the the Stalin Soviet Union style victory, I will feed so many people into the crosshairs of your. Uh, machine guns you'll run out of ammunition right yeah that's rough any commentary our text line is 415-295-KFTC Armstrong and Getty the Armstrong and Getty show Deep left, it is high, it is far, it is gone! 
He's tied the babe. It's a Judgian blast. His 60th home run of the year. Wow. So I wish this was getting more attention. Remember back in the steroid era when Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, who in retrospect looked like cartoon characters, and how were we not only talking about how clearly they were abusing steroids? But anyway, when they were chasing the uh, single-season home run record, it was just it was a daily conversation. It was on the evening newscast. I remember. It was just sure. it was part of just regular people talking about it all the time. Now a guy who isn't using steroids, number 99, ties number three. Aaron Judge tied Babe Ruth last night with 60 home runs, and it's like not getting any attention outside of baseball fans, which I think is unfair because there's a nice guy not abusing steroids actually doing something pretty amazing for a sport that's been around as long as it has. Well, one of the wacky things about human beings that if is if we don't have real problems, we invent them or complaints or that sort of thing. Um, and if we, uh, you know, don't have something to occupy our attention and our rooting interests, we'll find something. Uh, and back in the day, that was before politics was the all-consuming uh, team sport in America. Yeah, that's our national pastime. How many games are left in the season there, uh, Alex? Do you know? Uh, it's like less than 15. Okay, but so he did it inside of 154 games then. Because that always bothered me about Roger Maris beating Babe Ruth, is that he did it in a 162-game season? Or was it 154 back then? It was anyway, 154. Okay, but so we, they play more games now. So that's really impressive. The other thing that Joe will understand that I found interesting, so I'm, I'm at Cheesecake Factory last night eating 9,000 calories worth of food mm. for some reason with my son. A Judgian meal. And they got the Giants game on, but they switched every at-bat when uh, when Judge for the Yankees is batting there. And they go to the at-bat, and he hits the home run, and blah, blah, blah. They put up the whole, he's tied Babe Ruth and all that sort of stuff. But I thought, is what's that in slow motion? And they kept showing it. No, that's in real time. I see the fans moving in real time. He swings so slow. So he's one of those people, it's like uh, people I've played golf with, where they just hit it at the exact perfect spot at the right time they don't have to swing that fast and hard and it, the ball just right it's like he just kind of hmm it looked like it was in slow motion the ball just launched into the outfield yeah i've, I've actually had the uh, the pleasure of playing with a handful of pga tour players playing golf and it's the effortlessness of it that's yeah. so shocking yeah it honestly looked like it was a, the slow motion replay when he was swinging in real time I guarantee his bat speed is uh, off the charts, but again, it's effortlessness. It's yeah. it's grace. He's also a giant. That's another thing it seems like mm. would get more attention. It's not that often you see a giant, fee-fi-fo-fum, playing a sport like that. Odd that he doesn't play for San Francisco, and odd that we don't have a separate league for behemoths. <laughs> <laughs> there has to be an asterisk next to his name because he's a behemoth. Right. little asterisk, you can look down at the bottom of the page, behemoth. (laughs) Or L for Leviathan. But anyway, the point is, he's a beast. He's like Hagrid in in Harry Potter. He's he's a monster. Well, he's got plenty of games to get to 61. Of course, nobody even thinks about that. Barry Bonds record that was set with a, a guy with a giant head and tiny testicles using all kinds of steroids. And the fans start to chant, Barry. Barry, whose berries were the size of berries. I don't know why you went there, and I don't know why I followed up. I'm not proud of it. Great stuff. Supreme Court and social media coming up.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Sir, in your Philadelphia speech recently. You warned of MAGA Republicans, those who attacked the Capitol. But later in the speech, you conflated them with people who disagree with you on abortion. And I wonder if you... No, I do not. That's a misreading of my speech. Do you fear that speech created more division than unity in the country? No, I don't fear that at all. I think a significant portion of mainstream Republicans know it to be true and agree. Uh, that's interesting that that didn't make it into the 60 Minutes broadcast. That was part of the 60 Minutes Extra Large or whatever they do where you can watch portions of the interview that they, they cut out because some of my uh, right-leaning colleagues in the world of talk radio and podcasting and whatnot brought up the criticism that Pelly didn't get into that You know, while he's talking about the state of the country and... and uh, and Biden being in politics for so long, everything like that. How do you, how did you how did you leave out the fact that he he called one side fascists, <laughs> um, and then did tie it? I think I think Biden's absolutely wrong, or or he doesn't understand his own speech. I, I think he absolutely conflated the idea that if you don't agree with the abortion decision, you're part of being a fascist. Also, 
Yeah, yeah, because that was incredibly troubling. Uh, well, I think part of the reason that was cut from the broadcast was not because of 60 Minutes of liberalism, which is undeniable, but because it, it just didn't land. I mean, Pelly didn't really follow up. He didn't hit him with the text of the speech. It just it was just kind of meh. Anyway, I think, uh, unfortunately, I think dividing voters and playing to your side is a pretty good strategy for all politicians at this point in our history. And that is what's going on as we head into the election, the midterm election, which, by the way, is seven weeks from yesterday. If you're a political junkie and you get off on that, absolutely fantastic. But God dang it, the amount of time that oh. has been talked about who might win and who's ahead now, and whatever, with seven weeks to go from yesterday, I feel like I, I thought I thought it was tomorrow. The amount of talk that it gets in the the, the punditry class, but. Well, part of the reason for that that's legit, although I'm, I'm with you 100%. I mean, if we, like, uh, abridged uh, or uh, amended the First Amendment to say, uh, yeah, uh, Congress should pass no law abridging the right to free speech, except that you can't talk about the midterms until six weeks before them, at most. Um, I would probably vote for that. Um, but with the incredible voting month trend now that we have Uh, where you know you can vote weeks before the election which is a terrible idea by the way um you know i guess that's a decent point that's a decent point it's not seven weeks away depending on where you live it might be three weeks away it might be now i don't even know what's what's the the widest most liberal uh you know voting period in any state i don't know but it's i'm sure it's weeks so this is from yesterday's Wall Street Journal, or recent Wall Street Journal. Independent voters now tilting toward Democrats in the midterm elections. The Wall Street Journal poll finds. So you've heard us talking about it. If you're following this at all, it looked like the Republicans were going to run away with it. And uh, then the Supreme Court decision came out roughly the same time that Trump ended up back on the national stage for his reasons and theirs. And that has energized Democrats and perhaps suppressed some Republicans. I don't know, but the numbers have shifted. And uh, if you look at the uh, the chart, it, they have been heading toward convergence, and now Democrats now have a slight edge in any of your generic national ballots. I'd say with seven weeks to go from yesterday, who knows what other events can occur. And that, that's damn near two months, ladies and germs. Right, and it's easy for us uh, news junkies uh, to to forget that the vast majority of voters don't pay attention ever or haven't really started to yet. Uh, because I, you know, with all due respect to that poll, which isn't much, I'm digging into a different poll, the NBC news poll that came out the other day that got a lot of attention, and uh, by far, people are most critically interested in the economy and inflation. Mm-hmm. Not even close. You combine that with virtually saying the same thing, jobs or whatever. It's That's by far the monster issue. And Republicans poll way better than Democrats on that issue. So when it comes down to pulling the lever, keeping in mind that everybody has a bi, uh, binary choice in their town or their district, um, I just, I'm much more optimistic uh, about Republican chances than that poll would indicate for that if reason. You, if you had a, uh, a static number of people that voted, that would absolutely be true. But turnout is everything, and the young people seem to be energized again, and they're they're getting the band back together. Hey, we get to protest Trump again. So if the young people turn out for Biden and Democrats, who knows? The most interesting part of this poll, by the way, that I wanted to even bring up at all, is how the unsure number 
has dropped so much from nearly 20% when they started polling beginning of the year down to single digits. So uh, when you have a high number of unsures, you never know how an election's going to turn out. But there aren't near as many unsures as there were before. And I think Trump being involved is once again got a lot to do with that. Yeah, I was looking at the Trump numbers as well. Um, I resent every time I'm dragged into discussing uh, the Tangerine Tornado. Um, but here I go. Resent it. <laughs> um, his, his positives, very positive 20%, somewhat positive 14%. Okay, so 34%. His negative numbers, very negative alone, outweighs all the positives of 46 to 34 now, did they sample enough Republicans, enough Trump fans? Do Trump fans even uh, talk to pollsters? Absolutely valid questions. Uh, so, again, grain of salt, uh, at least the margin of error, et cetera, et cetera. But you combine that number with the somewhat negative, you're at 54%. So 20 points upside down. That That is a certain loss in a presidential election unless the Democrats run dead Joe Biden, Joe the late Joe Biden, or Kamala Harris. Well, but so, you know, for what it's worth, I just and this is one man's opinion, folks. Don't don't get all offended or anything. One man's opinion is we find the great policies of the Trump era in a different messenger. But again, one man's uh, thoughts. If you have those, if you have different ones, email us mailbag at Armstrong mailbag at Armstrong I pledge to you. I will read your words. I would say you're right that those numbers make it very difficult, if not impossible, to win a general election, but not at all difficult to win the nomination. Right. Yeah, which is, uh, to me, a troubling aspect of our primary system, as we've discussed many times. Yeah. He's still, it would be really hard to beat if he decides he wants to be the Republican nominee. I will shut up about this after one more question, because... You resent any time anybody brings him up, and I don't blame you. Okay. All right, go ahead. Then I have one more stat from a recent poll. Do you think he runs or not? Uh, I don't know. I <laughs> seriously don't know. What kind of punditry is that? What kind of question is that? <laughs> you have I don't to know. Give so I say I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know something I don't. You don't have Holy. any. You don't have any inkling. Uh, if... if <laughs> if you're a new listener to the Armstrong and Getty show, this is kind of a time-honored expression. If I had to bet in some sort of weird compulsory casino, <laughs> I guess I would bet yes. Wow. But but not with a great deal of confidence. To me, it's about the personality. So does would he enjoy being the nominee? He would enjoy being the focus of worldwide attention, certainly national attention, for, geez, two more years at least. And he, a, would, he would relish the ability to re-triumph over all of his critics and detractors. Bing, bing, well, so, bong, okay. bong, bing, bing, bing. So you're going with he thinks he could win. That's what I'm wondering. Would he be willing to run thinking he could, thinking I don't have a chance of winning, but I'd sure like to be the focus of everything for the next two years and on the debate stage with whoever it is? And well, what concerns me is that if he lost, he would go hardcore with the it was stolen and this is a fraud, this is a banana republic, and then we could have terrible, terrible uh, problems. 
Of course, I think the Democrats will do that, too, if they lose a close election and there's any plausible uh, reason to make that claim. It's so incredibly dangerous. But people of all stripes are more than willing to put party uh, and fundraising above the country at this point. That is why these times are so spicy. I saw Joy Behar of The View. Why would I ever mention her? That is that is crazy. I saw her say in the crowd cheered, you know what would be the strongest ticket I can imagine? Gavin Newsom and Stacey Abrams in the crowd cheered. And I thought, go do it. Do it. Do it. Where do I sign up? What's the max to donate? I'm writing a check. (laughs) Do it. Make your wishes come true. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, uh, the one more poll result I want to talk about. I think this is more significant than it might seem initially because politicians are best known in their their home states. And there are a number of uh, cases throughout history where somebody gets elevated to the national stage or running for president or what have you. And and you look at their poll results within their state and you realize, man, they're not that popular Uh where they know them best. I mean, like Kamala Harris, her poll numbers are loathsome in California. Why? Because Californians realized she was a moron before the rest of the country. (laughs) Wow. Come on now. There's no no time to sugarcoat things, Jack. This is the go-go 21st century. Uh, There was just a a significant poll where Ron DeSantis had a decisive victory over Donald J. in Florida. Hmm. So, again, oh, my God. Every time I remember this, I think, oh, no, I've done it again. That election, well, the primaries are going to get well underway uh, in very early 2023 for the general election 2024. Uh, yeah, we'll be January. talking about it all 2023. God save our souls. And people will be announcing here uh, right after the first of the year. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I forgive myself for bringing it up. But, that you know, that uh, that would seem to indicate that to some extent my screed about, hey, many of the same policies, different messenger, please, is is gaining some momentum. Yeah, we'll see. It's up to him whether he decides to run or not. Um, text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. (laughs) That's the sound of Sherry Papini on Thanksgiving Day 2016, found by a trucker who called 911. Papini, shackled, appearing beaten and bruised on the side of Interstate 5 in Northern California. Sweetie, sweetie, listen. Listen to me. I need you to take a deep breath. Calm down and listen to what I'm saying. I have an officer en route. Papini does not offer many details to the 911 dispatcher. Now we know the whole thing was a hoax. Papini admits she made up the story after weeks in hiding with an ex-boyfriend. Yeah, she's a whack job who made the whole thing up. But I was trying to remember, at the time when that story broke, now where I'm broadcasting from right now in my bedroom, it was just up the road from here. So it was a big local story that turned into a national story. Oh, everybody in NorCal, we all had our eyes out for her. And but it was did like, we, oh, my God. Yeah. But what, did we suspect it was wacky right off the bat, like oftentimes happens? Or was everybody just horrified that this poor woman was abducted? My recollection is it seemed legit, but there have been some wacky cases and cases that seemed wacky that were legit as well. And so everybody was uh, around here. Everybody was being a little cautious. Yeah, well, uh, it's the the the, uh, the finality of it hap- happened this week with the sentencing and some new video that came out that is really something. Yeah, indeed. And uh, in our case, audio, for instance, I'm not sure I'd heard the boyfriend say anything, but he, here he is uh, describing her, her nefarious plot. She had a plan. Like she, had, she had planned this. How do you know she had a plan? She had to have a plan because she called me. I mean, I don't have a plan. Yeah, she had to have a plan. She called me. I don't have a plan. <laughs> I'm planless. <laughs> don't look at me for it. You need a plan. Go somewhere else. Uh, it, here's the uh, sheriff uh, confronting uh, the good lady with uh, the information about her boyfriend that they've figured out. I know all of those things, and I know there was no sex. I know all of that because he passed a polygraph test that said it's not an abduction. She asked me to come get her. No. I rented a car. No. Drove up and picked her up. He he passed the polygraph test, Sherry. If that's not what happened, what did happen, Sherry? I don't know. No. 
there's no way it's James. There's no way. There's no way. The DNA doesn't lie. His DNA, his DNA was on you. There's brother. no way. Okay. So what was most interesting to me, do we have more of that? Because they're... Uh... One of the wrinkles on this whole story is her poor freaking husband who believed her story or wanted to believe her story was sitting next to her in the video as she gets confronted with the facts and finally breaks and admits it. And then his life obviously changed dramatically in that instant. And that of their children. And well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oof, but yeah, you know, I'm reminded of my old buddies uh, who was in law enforcement saying the proof that you're not smart enough to carry off a life in crime is that you're considering a life in uh, in crime. Proof that you're too dumb to pull off this nefarious plot is that you've even considered it. And you heard there, they said, look, no, the boyfriend's talked. We've given him a polygraph, the DNA. We know there wasn't any sex. And she's like, no, no, no way, no way. Because she has no answer to any of that. Oh, and the poor freaking husband. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Give me a next clip there, Michael. This is Melody Wingo of KCRA-TV. James Reyes, a former boyfriend of Papini's, enlisted by Papini herself, investigators say, to help her carry out the alleged kidnapping plot. The DNA alone says it's him. And when we talked to him and confronted him with the DNA, he he 100% told us what happened. And gave us details that nobody else would know. Details Reyes is heard in audio recordings explaining to detectives. So during that 22 days, she has some significant injuries. Yeah. So there's a brand on on her. Yeah. There's significant bruising. There's like, how did how did all that stuff? Come I mean, about? she did a lot of that while she was here. I mean, she just hit herself with something, created a bruise or something. And I uh, I helped her. I mean, I didn't punch her or anything. I didn't even put hands on her or anything. So he's a guy who got mixed up with a hottie willing to have sex with him, I guess. Although I thought from that one clip that they didn't this time around. Right, right. They didn't this time around. I don't know. I'd like to know more about that. I don't know if he thought, wait a second, you're too crazy. I knew you're crazy, but I was willing to put up with the crazy to have sex with you. But you're even you're you're past the point of it's a good idea to have sex with you crazy. (laughs) I don't know if that's what happened. And she breaks down in uh, in the in one of the videos there in the interrogation room with her husband sitting right next to her. She says, all I did was talk to these guys. I shouldn't have talked to these guys. And you could see her husband's face like, oh, crap. Uh, You're talking to a bunch of guys that just, so this is all, so all the stories are real. You are a crazy nut job cheating on me. Fantastic. So then they get him alone, and he's telling them, well, obviously, I've got some decisions to make. mm. Oh. Yeah. Well, back to the boyfriend. So your crazy ex-girlfriend shows up with a fake kidnapping plot, and it doesn't occur to this person, well, you just put me in a jackpot, baby. I think I'm going to call the cops now. The the minute you go to sleep or well, go out the house, I'm calling the cops. Well, part of his brain was thinking that. The other part of his brain was thinking, how about one more, one more time? For just old time's more, sake. For old time's sake, this will be our parting way. Yeah, well, <sighs> fellas. No. So I don't quite understand the whole, I helped her wound herself but didn't put hands on her. I, I'm not exactly sure what's going on there. but they, Well, he's they, willing to help her with her ingenious, uh, nefarious plot. 
Can you find something heavy for me to hit myself with? Yeah, give me a second. I'll go to the garage. What the hell? And uh, the they showed people. They showed her bruises and brands. I mean, they're for real. You're really a nut job. You do that. I mean, like full on. Boy, her poor husband. I, no. I, what what I wondered was like, did he suspect she was pretty crazy and he'd been suppressing that, or was he fully invested and she was a good person? And I believe her. I wonder. Well. Where's the line between quirky and crazy? Many a lover and spouses tried to find that line. You know? She's so eccentric. <laughs> if you miss an hour, grab the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.